0: Are you tired of your, your dieting, tired of starting a new weight loss program just to fail again? Are you tired of beating yourself up, losing self-esteem, self-confidence and self-respect? It's time to create lasting change once and for all, my friend. Welcome to the Body Mastery with Alex Yegorov podcast. My name is Alex Yegorov and my goal is to help you master your body, your weight loss and weight maintenance, your health energy and vitality. My mission is to help you unlock your inner power so you can start producing consistent and measurable results while enjoying everything life has to offer without sabotaging your results. My main outcome for this podcast is to share proven strategies so you can get good lasting results and keep them lifelong while avoiding pitfalls and setbacks so you can save your time, money, health and efforts on things that simply do not work. Are you ready to rock and roll? Let's begin.
1: As humans, we need, you know, we run from pain or run towards pleasure, right? And a lot of the times we have to experience so much pain in where we're at that it's, it's more painful to stay there than it is to change. And so... I I mean, this has been a journey for me of years of figuring this stuff out. I, I didn't always... Once I started to look in the mirror and say, like, you fat asshole, what's wrong with you? That's when I started to think, yeah, you know what? I do want to change. But even then, I didn't. I would just say it and
0: see that in the mirror. And so this was, you know, I was probably... What's going on guys, Alex Hugo from biohackbody.com and welcome to this very special episode. And this episode is very special because I'm first time Very first time in this show, we're having a guest. And this guy, oh man, his energy is just just incredible. And I know what I'm talking because just a week ago, I got interviewed for his uh, show and his name is Rusty Osborne. The guy is just so uh, into health, into weight loss and just, just incredible human being. So Rusty Osborne at the coach, Rusty helps men lose weight for good. He started his company, Find Your Total Health, to help people live their healthiest and the most fulfilling lives and is on a mission to end obesity. After overcoming obesity and unhealthy habits for himself and dozens of clients, he knows firsthand what works and what doesn't work when it comes to losing weight and keeping it off. So he also is the host of the Losing Weight podcast and bringing the information and motivation to get healthy and stay that way. And Today, we're going to talk about uh, different topics. Uh, What are the best strategies for weight maintenance, for example? We're going to touch on what are the best strategies for improving health, and we will touch on some simple and very effective biohacks to improve your health, your energy, your vitality, your weight loss, and weight maintenance. We're also going to be talking about why does someone succeed and all this fails when it comes to losing weight and actually keeping it off. So stay tuned. Okay, welcome to the show, Rusty. How are you doing today? Fantastic, Alex. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing always incredible. You know me. Listen, Rusty, uh, I just got interviewed at your show, and that was phenomenal, and that's one of the reasons that I wanted uh, so badly to you to come to my show. And you know, I, I want to just start from the very beginning. I want you explain, to share with us, what is your backstory? What are the reasons why you start helping people to lose weight, to get healthy, to get energized, to all of that good stuff? Absolutely. And I love talking about myself. So it's not a problem. I can definitely dive in. So uh,
1: for me, it started with I was obese, I was drinking too much, eating too much, just an absolute monster, not treating my body well. And I didn't feel good. I didn't like myself. And I, I wasn't being good to myself. And once I learned how to shift that, I had to help other people. So that's the short version of it but essentially and to kind of dive a little deeper I mean I was as a kid I was always the fat kid and I wanted to be there was something inherent in me that the only things I was good at were eating a lot of food and being fatter than other people when it came to even playing video games with my brother he beat my ass every time when it came to doing anything athletic I always lost I was last place always and so the only thing I could see myself being good at was just eating more. And then once I was old enough, I was drinking more than you. I could I could overdo anything better than you can. And that's what got me to being so fat, uh, so drunk all the time, and just being not good. And I wanted attention, too. I realized after a long time that that's why I was also the lead singer in a band and always on stage, and, which was fun and rewarding. Everybody else got a lot of value out of that, too. But... Man, I just was not treating myself well. So once I went through the exercise phase of trying to learn how to lose weight and I overworked myself, I was running marathons, half marathons, uh, ultra marathons, and still hardly lost any weight. Um, and I had a personal trainer too. And I was doing everything the experts said we should do and still was only losing like 20, 30 pounds when I had, you know, 85 pounds to lose total which is what I ended up losing, and then put on 25 pounds of muscle, which was awesome, and I feel fucking great now. <laughs> but it took a lot of uh, trial and error, mistakes and pain and injuries, until I realized that nutrition is a massive part of this puzzle too. And once we dialed in the nutrition, and I was eating like four or 5,000 calories a day just dropping fat because I was eating foods that were best for my body. And I would have six full meals a day, which was way more than I needed, but could still drop fat right? And then I could dial it in now. And uh, I'm at a place where I can have two, three meals a day, feel awesome. Like I got good muscles. I'm really lean. Life feels good. Um, My wife and I are happy and healthy and we love each other and ourselves. And it's just such a, a massive transformation once you can dial that in. And so now that's what we do with our clients too, because I know that they're in the same place that I was at. And so we help people overcome the emotional eating and understand how to lose fat now and forever so you can lose weight permanently it's so possible if i could do it if a a drunk overeating idiot like me could do it (laughs) then then everyone out there else out there can do it too so that's the big big overview yeah and there's always more to dive into but yeah that's a
0: I mean, when I came to your show, listen, you said to me, hey, when I tell my story, told my story to you, you said, hey, Alex, I'm so connected to you. I'm so related because we've come through very similar situation in our life with the overeating, abusing alcohol and things like that. So I really, really now see and can relate to you even more. And I mean, I've been I lost only 35 pounds, right? It's not a big deal. I mean, I've gained some muscle in addition to that, obviously. But your results and I've seen your image, by the way, uh, just just today I checked your Facebook page. And I saw the image, I mean, that was crazy. That guy was was not the guy that I know. I mean, the new Rusty is a lot, lot better. And I know you mentioned that a lot of the exercise is, can be beneficial. You, I know you big on strategies and so do I. Exercise and nutrition is very important. But I also know since we talked uh, uh, prior to this call, we talked with you uh, and we talked that mindset is actually 80% of the success in anything we do, including the weight loss, including the sustainable uh, main weight maintenance. So I want you to talk a little bit about this this portion where you first of all, what was your turning point where you decide? So it's like two questions in one. What was your turning point where you decided, hey, that's already too much of that going through this, I don't know, awful lifestyle, the drinking, uh, the uh, over in the food. When was this turning point? And second question is, where is the mindset playing uh, in that uh, specific uh, area of your life? And what do you think about that on the long run? Yeah, absolutely. And to, to kind of tie these things together
1: as humans, we need, you know, we run from pain or run towards pleasure. Right. And a lot of the times we have to experience so much pain in where we're at that it's it's more painful to stay there than it is to change. Right? And so I I mean this has been a journey for me of years of figuring this stuff out. I, I didn't always once I started to look in the mirror and say like, you fat asshole, what's wrong with you? That's when I started to think, yeah, you know what? I do want to change. But even then I didn't, I would just say it and see that in the mirror. And so this was, you know, I was probably, especially around like 21, 22, I start going to the gym more, start walking, uh, start running and start getting into all of that. And, but I'm still drinking like an asshole (laughs) just to be uh, frank about it. And I would, I had this habit tied to me just because I wanted to lose weight so bad, but I was still treating myself so badly. Okay, if I wake up hungover, I have to run. It was just this habit that I tied in. But that was just tying pain to pain (laughs) and it was not working. And so there's two parts to this story of when did I decide to change? Because there's rock bottom moments over and over and over. I wish I had just one. I wish there was just one time that was enough for me to make this shift because that would have been a hell of a lot easier. But there was the injuries that I faced from walking or running too much and, and from working out too hard. Or there was the times where I got, that I should have been arrested and people easily could have died because of the decisions I was making because I was drinking too much and just treating myself like an asshole. And there was multiple occurrences like that. And so when I, and there was one in particular, I was playing a show cause I was a musician full time. And so I play this gig and it was an earlier gig. So then we have the rest of the night to party. Hell yeah. That's a great thing, right? <laughs> no, I want to play all night. So I don't have the opportunity to party, but, uh, I'm just drinking like crazy and, At some point, the the cops are there. I don't know how I got home. The next morning, I wake up, and my bass guitar is missing, and that's how I make a living. Not to mention, I borrowed this specific bass guitar, and it's a super high-end custom bass from a friend, and I lost it. This is thousands of dollars. And I I spend the whole day wondering where the hell did I put this thing? Like, where, where could it have gone? I'm driving around the entire county. I can't find it anywhere. I'm calling every bar that we went to, every person I know that was with us, just like, did you see it? Do you have any idea? I spent that whole day regretting everything about my life, thinking, okay, today's the day. I have to change. I have to change. I get home that night after spending the entire day trying to find this guitar, and it's sitting on my balcony. What the, how did it end up there? My neighbor said, oh yeah, I saw it uh, when I left for work this morning. So I just, I walked it upstairs and put it on your balcony for you. So you wouldn't like lose it, but he didn't tell me. And so I had no clue it was on the balcony. Cause I don't see that when I leave my apartment. So I see it there. And my first thought is like, it's here. I'm not screwed. Like, let's go get drunk to celebrate. <laughs> Hold on. And that was the moment like, okay, no, this is wrong. This is really wrong. Like I knew it's been wrong for a long time, but this is really freaking wrong. This should be a life-changing moment. And I still wanted to go overeat, overdrink again to celebrate that I didn't ruin my life by losing this guitar because of my overdrinking and overeating. So that one in particular was just stupid. And so about a month later is when, or not even a month, a, a couple weeks later is when my wife and I Finally said, okay, nutrition, we're going to tackle it now. Like, it's time. Let's do this for real. And I had just injured myself from uh, running too much up and down mountains. I was doing a 40-mile adventure race up and down mountains in Southern California. And I hurt myself too bad that I couldn't work out. So the only option to keep losing weight was nutrition. And uh, life changed. That was the day. October 16th, 2016, nutrition shift, life shift completely in a way that fitness couldn't do. So that was a, uh, oh man, like I get, you can tell I'm getting pumped about it. Cause I'm just like, I still feel the pain of that situation and the pain of seeing myself in the mirror every night and, and not liking what I saw for so long, even when I was working out and running a lot. So once I made that shift, it was the mindset that came along with uh, being in that much pain and never wanting to go through that again. And that's not to say that I never got like, uh, that I never indulged again, right? There are times that I still went and got too drunk again and had to reevaluate, but we got to fail before we can really make uh, major progress most of the time. So I learned from the failures, we keep it going. And that's where the mindset comes in too, is, I mean, 95% of your thoughts, habits, actions are subconscious patterns. And We essentially don't have a choice in the matter in this very moment of what the subconscious is doing. So we have to figure out how do we get the subconscious aligned with what our conscious brain actually wants. So my mentor, Xander Fryer, he says, okay, if you got five Clydesdales, which is the 5% of your conscious brain, that say, I'm going to do this this time. I'm really going to lose this weight. I'm going to quit drinking. I'm never going to overeat again. But you got 95 donkeys, which is your subconscious, just sitting their ass down, not moving anywhere. Those five Clydesdales aren't going to make a damn difference. So we can, we got to use those to essentially motivate the donkeys to get going and start moving in the same direction. And so that's where getting in that much pain and doing consistent, deep mindset work is the only way to really make a sustainable change. So... That's my rant that's my soapbox of uh of a big piece of this mindset puzzle, and there's so much that goes into it it's It's a hell of a journey on the physical side and on the the mental, emotional, spiritual side to really make a permanent change.
0: Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, I'm completely agree with what you said. Again, 80, I will repeat this phrase because Tony Robbins said it so many times. 80% of success in life is all about your psychology. It's all about your mindset, right? And only 20% is about strategy. It's about mechanics. It's about uh, how to do the things. But why do the things is more important. Uh, but when, both of them are actually important. I'm just saying that you still got to work on your mindset uh, big time. And it leads me to the next question because... I know I do a lot of the mindset training, a lot of the, a lot of the eliminating, limiting, limiting beliefs, installing empowering beliefs for myself, catching my thoughts and things like that. I do different exercises for that matter. Uh, I wanted you to share a couple of exercises that you do for yourself or for your clients that you found really, really beneficial in order to strengthen your mind, to change your identity, d- to shape it the way you want it to be, to, ch- to change your empower- limiting beliefs to the empowering beliefs and things like that. Can you share, please? A couple of exercises. Yeah.
1: Definitely, definitely. So at a foundational level for this, there's two main pieces of the puzzle, uh, or two main pieces that I'd like to share. So first of all, like you said, we need to know the why. Why is it that we want this change? So if you can sit down with a journal or a piece of paper or even your notes app on your phone and type this out, just ask why. So if we're going to talk about weight loss specifically, someone's got a goal of, I want to lose 50 pounds. Why? Why? Okay, well if I uh do lose 50 pounds, like I'll feel pretty good. If I don't lose 50 pounds, I'm still going to feel like garbage. I want to lose this weight cuz I'm tired of seeing myself in the mirror and and not liking what I see and being literally disgusted by my body. If I if I don't lose this weight, I'm uh, like I'm probably going to die early and I want to see my kids grow up. If I, you know, why do I want to lose this weight? Well, I'm I'm just tired all the freaking time and I know that if I lose weight, I should feel better, right? And if you continue answering the question of why that's going to build such a deep emotional drive to change it'll bring up a lot of pain and you should bring up the pain because we want to run from pain use it it's useful it's great leverage and build out the picture of why you want this change on a pleasurable standpoint too where is it that you can be so if I lose this weight, I'll be able to keep up with my kids. If I lose this weight, I'll live longer. If I lose this weight, I'll be less susceptible to, uh, let's say, any massive viruses that are going around the world that are taking people down that are really overweight. You know, if I'm, if I lose this weight, man, I'm, I'm gonna, act, could I actually like the way I look? Like, if I lose this weight, will my wife find me more attractive? How can you build up the beauty of what is possible? If you have more energy because you lost this weight, you can make more money. We see that all the time with our clients. If you lose weight, I mean, life changes, right? So that's exercise number one is why. Start with why. Simon Sinek says it all the time. We all say it. It's, it's important. We need to know why. What's the reason? What's the purpose? So that would be number one. Number two, it's based off of this idea of what resists, what you resist persists. And this is on an emotional level. So what we resist will persist. So if you feel anxious, for example, and you get anxiety and you say, stop it, anxiety, stop, go away. No, I'm not listening to you. Get in, I'm going to shove that down. I'm going to resist it. It's going to stick itself into your body. Literally, emotions and, uh, emotions and traumas are stored in the body as tension blockages and mess with our hormones, our systems, our organs and literal physical muscular tension, which can create injuries and all these problems. So if we resist quote unquote negative emotions, or I like to call them survival emotions because they're purposeful, they have a purpose, but if we resist it, they will continually sabotage us and it'll ruin our body. Autoimmune diseases. I, I haven't met anyone with an autoimmune condition that hasn't, that doesn't have unresolved trauma. If you have a serious weight problem, you have unresolved trauma in there that we haven't, that we haven't fixed. And it's because it's getting stored in the body. So if what we, we resist persists, then let's stop resisting it. We got to feel. And so this is where I do something called fear journaling. And this is where we specifically bring up the most painful emotions that are in you at that moment. So I do this every single day for myself. Every single day. I, a lot of the times we'll do it twice a day, depending on how I am. And literally I will bring up the deepest, darkest, scariest, shittiest things that are going through my brain and my body. So I'm afraid of, man, I'm just, and it could be the first thing that comes to mind. Like I'm afraid of not feeling good today. I just, I want to feel good. I know that I, I love to feel good. And so why am I afraid of that? Well, well, if I don't feel good today, like I'll finish the day again, just not feeling like I was effective or productive. Uh, if I don't feel good today, I'm not going to show up for Alex. And he's a, he's a high energy freaking guy. Like, I want to be on par with him. And I, if I don't show up like that, I'm going to, like, he might think that I'm not as good or not as cool. And then as he's reaching for the stars, he may not uh, remember me when we may be, like, sharing a stage together someday, right? Or whatever it's going to be. And I'm afraid of that because I also want to be, a, like, a really helpful, impactful human. And I, I want that because, like, I hate, Not feeling good. And the deeper we can dig and really like get in there, dig into the deep, dark, shitty thoughts that you have, because we all have them. No one's going to read your journal. You could throw it away afterwards. So, like, get really deep and dark. Talk about how much you hate your parents if you need to. (laughs) Like, I don't care. Even, I mean, I don't hate my parents, right? But there's times where we need to get this crap out of the system, this stuff that we normally resist and say, I'm not allowed to have that thought. No, it's a thought. It shows up. It happens. Get it out of your brain and onto the paper, so that way the rest of your body can flow. And once you get through all this negative gunk, it's like taking out the trash. You know, you can't just spray. uh, You can't just gratitude journal and hope your life gets better, because that's like spraying Febreze on a trash can and hoping that the trash goes away. Like that's like sprinkling glitter on a pile of poop and hoping that the poop just isn't there anymore. Right? We got to get. We got to take the trash out of the house completely. By writing it down into a journal or recording it into voice notes or whatever it is, get really, really feel the emotions, feel the negativity flow through you because then it can get out of you. So that way, the positive energy, the positive emotions can flow through. Then you do your gratitude journaling. Then you do your, uh, the brag book, which is what's something you did that you're proud of, right? I'm proud of myself for, uh, I just did some really deep mindset work yesterday. I had a, a, a quote, a, kind of a therapy session. And it brought up a bunch of shit. I'm proud of myself for doing the deep inner work yesterday. I'm proud of myself for going to the gym when I really didn't fucking feel like it, right? These kind of things. And uh, so the gratitude, the brag book, and then like setting your goals, visualizing, affirming, all that good stuff. And that can all stick really effectively once we've felt through all those survival emotions and all the things that are getting stuck in our subconscious and holding us back. So that's my two exercises. Ask yourself why a whole bunch of times and feel just feel as deeply as you can use the fear journal it's a powerful tool to do it It takes you like 10 minutes too it's really not that bad
0: so i mean i love it man uh rusty you know uh, I just want to add really quick that I don't really journal. I used to journal myself, but what I do right now, it's basically I go through the same similar process, or although uh, you can call it meditation or whatever. I just close eyes. I just uh, put some neutral music so nothing bothers me and I just go deep inside of me and I do this digging. So I do this cleaning inside of me. I'm looking for the uh, emotions. I'm looking for the thoughts. I'm looking for the things that I've gone through, some metal, mental traumas or whatever the bad experience might be. And I see sometimes that I, uh, I'm i trying to let go and forgive the people or the situation uh, that uh, caused me some trauma. Or most of the time, i actually trying to change the meaning. Because again, uh, w- whatever meaning we attach, it's not about the situation. It's not about what's going on in the world outside. We not always have control what's going on outside. But sure enough, uh, we have 100% control how we react to those situations, how we react to those stresses, how we react to uh, the inner world. Because right now it's still the virus and all of that and so much information going on in the news and I understand it's all bad. We're all uh, losing comfort and financial security and many many things our freedoms because of that but at the same time i don't really like to talk much about that i'm don't really focus much on the news i'm focusing more on my inner work i'm focusing more on my emotions on my emotional states again on my beliefs uh, and things like that i think you described it pretty very well i mean uh, ask why why link pain and pleasure, link pain if you're not going to follow through that. And link, uh, definitely, I, I like that you said that you got to have the pleasure as well towards where you move it because pain is powerful stuff. But if you always live in the pain, if you link so much pain and there is only place you live, well, it's going to be very hard for you to dig. You might lose the hope. You need to visualize. You need to have those why's why you doing that uh, link pain and why you doing that link pleasure. And it's something that I also recommend people to sit and take this time because we can talk about it all day long. You know, I'm big on it. you big on it. Everybody talks about that, but maybe the reason people we talk about that maybe because this stuff really works. Right. And I really want to make it clear that uh, everybody who is tuning in right now to this conversation, to this call, they understand that uh, me and Rusty and everybody who achieves success in the weight loss and weight maintenance or, anything in, in that uh, uh, regard we are actually not just talking but we're also applying knowledge is not enough without taking actions and then the next step is to life master when you actually do it consistently when you really leave it and again it's not always easy but if as long as you take in small steps each and every day and forgive yourself for not being perfect that's all going to be great so uh I really connected to you, my friend, about that. Uh, so, so similar uh, way of thinking uh, and seeing the things, and a lot of inner work as well. So, I want to dig a little bit more about your strategies for them. Maybe health, maybe some biohacks. I mean, obviously, you're doing nutrition. That's already biohacks. Uh, You're doing exercises. I got it. What about uh, maybe you have some additional stuff that helping you, not for the weight loss, but mostly for the health, for this uh, energy, for vitality, prolonged life, whatever the case might be, increase the quality of the life, which is more important than just prolonging it, right? So can you share a couple of uh, strategies? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And and a major piece of context that I would start with as we dive into this is, there's uh, an idea, I forgot who had the quote, but it said, don't chase the butterfly. Tend your garden and the butterflies will come. So like, yeah, it's it's great that we want to lose weight. And that's normally one of the main reasons we get into health is like, man, I'm fat and I don't like it. Now, okay, start there, realize why, go through that why exercise we talked about. Now, instead of chasing fat burning, Because if all you do is chase that, you're going to end up down a road of like fat burning supplements and and garbage and ruining your adrenals because you're just overworking yourself and not eating enough. And so we don't do that. We say, okay, I want to lose fat. So the best way to do that is to tend your garden. Aim for just great health and your fat is going to melt off. I had the greatest changes in my body when I forgot about the fat i just said screw it i threw the scale out i don't weigh myself i don't know how much i weigh right now and that's awesome like it's when i just aim for what would feel the best what would make my body the healthiest that's where the biggest changes come in and so i love this question is like what are the other things outside of just burning fat yeah Everything is not burning fat. Like everything is making the body work well, making sure the mitochondria can function effectively to get the whole body working really well. And the fat just drops people. So that's all the the context that I always like to start with there is, okay, what is going to build this garden? So nutrition, yeah, it's good. Eat real food. That's it. Not rocket science. (laughs) If it can spoil, it's probably real. Then you're going to be okay, right? Eat local if you can. Eat seasonal when you can. Eat organic when you can just eat real food meats fats and veggies great stuff uh exercise it makes you feel good go for a walk you're welcome there it is so that's the foundation now when we move past that there's still other pillars we got to hit sleep sleep is massive sleep is a huge part of the puzzle sleep is when your body is doing most of its repair and recovery process so if we're not sleeping deeply effectively and enough we're not giving our body the chance to recover So when we're eating really well, we're working hard on uh, lowering inflammation a lot of the time. Well, if we just sleep more, inflammation is going to go down because the body is working on recovering and tamping down this inflammation. So when I think of ways to improve sleep, and here's a couple tips, tactics that I love. First off, we were talking about blue blockers just earlier. You can get, I've got a two-pack of these cheap Amazon blue blocking glasses that I use during the day when I'm on the computer massive difference in my energy level. It was a two-pack for like $12. Go on Amazon. Get them. It's they're cheap. Yeah, you got them too. I've got my nighttime ones with the same colors. Uh, I use a brand called True Dark because I got a deal on them when I was at a biohacking conference. And so I went to the, the Bulletproof conference a few years ago and got those. They're awesome. So I wear those. Once the sun goes down, those blue blockers are on. And when I lay down my head to go to bed, out. Man, I fall asleep so fast. And... No matter what time I go to sleep, here's part two for me is I wake up at the same time every single day, no matter what. same time every day no matter what because that's going to help us regulate our circadian rhythms more effectively. If we wake up every day at uh, I'm a 5 a.m guy. you don't have to be right? it's not about the hour you wake up, it's about what you do with the hours that you are awake. So wake up if, if you're a 5am guy, go for it. Even weekends Saturday, Sunday, don't care 5 a.m because then your body is gonna get used to when it needs to bump cortisol up to wake you up in the mornings. And when cortisol is working at the right time, melatonin at night is gonna get produced at the right time to make you sleepy. So just waking up at the right time every morning will help you fall asleep more effectively and sleep more deeply. We've gotta get really great quality deep sleep. And so that's where we wanna make sure our room is completely blacked out, like you're sleeping in a cave, because any little bit of light in your room, especially any blue or green light or white light, is gonna mess up your sleep. I wear a sleep mask because we travel a lot and I don't have complete control over the rooms that we're sleeping in. So I wear a sleep mask and so I don't see anything. And I wake up in the middle of the night if my mask falls off, I'm just like, what's going on? Why is it so bright out here? Put the mask on, I'm right back asleep, and I sleep super deeply. And I actually use an Aura ring, my wife and I both have them to track our sleep so I can see what's working, what's not working. If I have more than two drinks of alcohol in a day, My deep sleep goes away. It's gone. No deep sleep, which means essentially no recovery. So there's a lot we can dive into there, and it's so worth doing because when you sleep better, you have more energy. When you've got more energy, your body can detoxify better as well. So if you're really working on losing weight, burning fat regularly, your body needs to detox, and you will actually lose more weight just by sleeping a little more. So that's one of my big ones. Um, Also, grounding. I'm on an earthing mat right now. Whenever I can... I'm outside, barefoot, attached to the earth because that decreases inflammation beautifully as well. Get in the sunshine, no hat, no sunglasses, no sunscreen, get out there at least 20 minutes a day, and that is a massive game changer for energy levels, which when we help our energy levels and our hormone levels by doing that, everything else changes. So that's, uh, those are my, some, some of my favorite biohacks that I use regularly to keep me on track, and that's what I no matter what, if I don't have my supplements, if I don't have good food around, no matter what is going on in my life, I keep those things in my regular practice and I always have energy. I always feel great. Uh, sometimes I may dip down to feeling like 90% instead of 110%, but it's much better than where I was, where the best I ever felt was like 50%. So yeah, those are, those are a couple of my systems biohacks and I've got a billion other ones that I do, but <laughs> those are the, the most critical ones that especially our clients uh, implement first up because they make such a big difference.
0: I mean, I agree with you. People sometimes try to tend to, uh, make it complicated and think biohacking is something crazy. It's something that you need to invest thousands and thousands of dollars. And yeah, sure enough, there is plenty of great stuff out there in the market that's going to help you in so many ways, uh, in all areas of your life, but Hey, to just get started just clean clean up your nutrition. Just as I said, don't no need to even lift a lot of weights or things like that. Just go for a walk 20, 30, 40 minutes a day. Get the sunlight because you're going to get the, uh, your hormonal balance uh, this way. Improve your sleep. I mean, everybody can do that. Just get into the normal routine when you're going to sleep uh, at the same time and waking up in the same time. And I'm very big uh, on sleep as well. I'm really happy you mentioned that because first of all, it's free, right? I mean, a- and I also want to mention that, uh, but you already said that, that it's not about the co- quality or sorry, quantity of sleep uh, as people might think it's about the co- quality. So that's why it's very important to uh, wear some uh, this uh, blue light uh, glasses before you sleep. If you watch some uh, screen or things like that, or what I prefer it's don't watch like I used to watch movies before sleep and things like that now I for example will go and will meditate for one hour before sleep just thinking planning my day or things like that without the screen I just use my whiteboard or I can use just notebook or whatever uh, trying to eliminate a little bit of light trying to add a little bit of walking trying to clean a little bit of food and again you mentioned it doesn't supposed to be that crazy some specific dieting patterns you just can start simply eat organic as much as possible uh abstain from processed foods and uh i i just want to ask one of the questions i don't remember that we dive into that uh during the our previous call but uh are you doing intermediate fasting are you practicing intermittent oh actually you said you've done a lot of fast now i remember can you talk a little bit more about because i'm very big on fasting different kind of fasting intermediate fasting including and i want to get uh, get your point on that can you please share a bit yeah definitely definitely fasting in
1: my opinion is magic it is amazing it is beautiful and i think it's very natural as humans for us to do it uh as well if your metabolism is messed up because you've eaten so bad for so long and done so much damage to your body we do want to ease into it and don't just jump in right if you've been eating garbage your whole life and then decide to do a five-day water fast you're gonna hurt it's not gonna be fun don't do that. Right? So just a a little disclaimer ahead of time. But once you get used to the process and understand that it's okay to feel hungry, and then you're going to get past that and not feel hungry anymore, there's so many benefits. So for me, I personally regularly fast 12 to 16 hours a day, depending on the day, depending on how I feel. And that's just my normal, no matter what practice is a minimum of 12 hours. The body needs time to heal. Including the gut. When your gut is digesting consistently. It, I think of it almost as. Uh, let's say you've got. 10 energy units that your body can use. At any given time. If you're digesting. Three to four of those energy units. Are going into your gut. To work there. If you want to lose fat. You also need those energy units. To be going into your cells. And into your organs. And cleaning up all these processes. And, and uh, old broken systems. So. What if you had all 10 energy units going to those processes and repairing the body? That's what fasting can do. Not to mention, if you've been an overeater like me, if uh, you're, what if, I, I don't know about you, but, or anybody else out there, but I never felt legitimately hungry for years. Never actually felt hungry, but I would eat because I love eating. It was my thing. I love eating. I'm so good at it. I can eat more than you, right? And so I never actually felt hungry, and I never really felt full unless I was really, really full. And so that meant that my ghrelin and leptin hormones were off. Ghrelin wasn't telling me, hey, man, you're hungry. You should eat. Leptin wasn't saying, stop eating, man. You've had enough. So what happens with fasting is once we get past Normally around that 16 hour mark, our ghrelin and leptin levels really have a chance to start to rebalance and reset, especially as we go into longer, more extended fasts, we get to rebalance that. So then your body can actually send you the signals and you can actually hear those signals of, hey, Rusty, I think you're actually hungry this time. Wow, you should eat something instead of like, oh man, it's been like two hours since I ate something. I guess it's time for another meal, right? (laughs) Because just based on timing, we can base it off feel. And then when I'm actually eating the next meal, my body will say, hey, slow down, like you're getting full, as opposed to, oh, there's still more food on the plate. I just got to finish it because it's on the plate. Oh, there's more food in the fridge. There's more food in the pantry. Better keep eating. Better keep eating, which is what I always used to do. So when we start to fast, we can regulate those those hormones. We get a regulation of a lot of other circadian rhythm hormones as well. And just the body settles in really fantastically when we start to implement fasting. Plus one thing that I've experienced and other people have different opinions here is people always say, well, when you lose fat, those fat cells are there forever. And if you start to gain weight again, you gain it four times faster than everybody else. I have never experienced that. I have never experienced significant weight gain again. And I really believe, and I, I've seen plenty of research around this, but I know that there's still a lot of debate in the health field around this. But when you are fasting, there's these processes called autophagy and, uh, and apoptosis. And it's essentially programmed cell death is what they call it. And aut- autophagy, when you break down the word, means self-eating. Your body goes in, recycles it literally tears apart cells and recycles the old junk pieces of it. It's going to detox the crap that it doesn't want. And it's going to rebuild your body with the broken pieces. It literally recycles proteins to restructure your body. So I believe that my old fat cells that theoretically should fill back up, I believe they're gone because I've never filled them back up. And I've eaten like a monster plenty of times since I made this change that should have made me balloon and become super fat super quick. But it never happened. So whether or not, whichever way it is, the result is still the same of... I didn't get fat again. My clients don't get fat again. This works. And fasting, I believe, is a massive piece of the puzzle because it regulates those hormones, kills off old shitty cells that aren't working, or at least improves them in a way that they will work effectively for you. And I don't have a bunch of loose skin either. For someone who lost 85 pounds, I should have had a lot. I don't. I'm lean. Like, Look at this. That's a good muscle. you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm stoked about this. And, it's, uh, and I was really skinny and really lean before I even put on a lot of this muscle. So I should have seen loose skin. Never did. And I really attribute that mainly to fasting. So yeah, I'm stoked about it. I, I freaking love it. And I need to do more of it. I was doing three days a month for nine months straight where I would do an extended fast every single month. And I had done a few five-day water fasts. I've done plenty of like two-day fasts, 24-hour fasts. And I actually burned myself out on it. So now I'm almost, it, there's a limiting belief still in here of I'm scared to start fasting again because I was so bored without food. I still love food. I like It's it's fantastic. And it's one of my main sources of joy because my wife and I get together over food. She cooks amazing meals. That's when we sit together and, and uh, hang out and talk. And so when I'm fasting, I just don't get as much of that. And so don't, uh, that would be another piece of warning. Word of warning is don't burn yourself out. Don't go too heavy, too fast on it. If you're doing a regular 12 to 16 hour fast, you're going to get a lot of those benefits throw in 24 hours, you know, every week, every couple of weeks, at least once a month. And man, you're going to feel so good every time.
0: I mean, fasting has been phenomenal for my transformation as well. You know that, and I just want to add that, uh, I'm, uh, it's just one more biohack which is cost roughly nothing again like with the sleep when it comes to the intermediate fasting come on it's not cost you it's actually making you money because once in a while you just skip your breakfast once in a while you skip your dinner whatever the uh, preferences you have because intermediate fasting is basically not a diet it's just a time restrictive window where you can again peak with whatever time you want to consume your food either it's four hours one hour if it's all of course or it's six hours or it's eight hours so you just skip your breakfast for example or Skip your dinner, whatever, or both. And in this case, you for though it's for those people who are saying that um, quality food costs a lot of money. I would say you, hey, I actually start spending less money when I increase the quality of my food, and when I start practicing intermittent fasting because it's actually saving money. Again, that's one of the biohack that I use in my life for many for over five years already, and that's gonna implemented uh, that, that's going to add add up to the my weight maintenance uh, as well and for most of the clients who i always recommend doing that not everybody wants to do that and i'm not pushing that uh, agenda but i really really appreciate that that you touch on that point and um, i want to also say that uh, basically uh, i know you said you fasted for five days and things like that my the longest fast was 72 hours and i remember back then i was uh, having a coach and the coach um, i'm not not don't wanna say anything bad about the coach, but he pushed me basically too far to that extent. And I, I eventually, I didn't even make 72 hours. I made 69 hours. I burned out so much. I beat myself so much. And then I opened the fridge, that's it. We were gone. I mean, I started dying. What, what are you talking about? Great. Uh, you know, the very important rule is to how you break your fast. Now, I didn't follow that strategy back then because my, just, uh, my mind just went crazy and I started just binging over eating and that actually add up to my uh, food addiction even more in some cases. So I also recommend, like you said, basically start slowly, find your uh, pace and even 12 to 16 hours might be pretty well uh, for you. So uh, don't go crazy about that. It's really, really great tool, but it's as always, comes to any stress hey you're doing cold shower you can uh, burn yourself out i mean not literally but you can get crazy every stress you you go to do workout you can overdo right stress supposed to be moderated that you your body eats that stress and getting stronger that's not killing you making you stronger right with this prolonged fast that i've done uh with my coach it turned out that the stress was too much and it eat me big time and after that i couldn't fast prolong fast for for quite a while, to be honest. So after that, I started relocating and start doing it slower and learn more about that and things like that. But yeah, that's that's such a great topic. Listen, I know you have a wife and I know you actually have gone through the weight loss journey uh, with your wife together. I want to I wanna know how much pounds did she lose? Did it happen? Like, did you start and finish together? I mean, how... How did she contribute to this journey? And uh, is it more fun when you do it together or no? Because for me, I was alone. It was a completely lonely place. And maybe you actually have beneficial when you have the partner to lose weight together. I don't know. Can you please share a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: I don't know who I'd be without my wife. She is amazing and beautiful and cooks the best food. And if anybody out there does want to see what we eat, her Instagram page is literally our cookbook. So it's at, oh, it's Nikki, O-H-I-T-S-N-I-K-K-I. And if we're just like, what should we make this week? We open up her Instagram, we scroll through and look at what are these different foods in there. So, and the recipes are in there, go check it out. But we started the nutrition piece together, essentially. I'd already already been uh, working out really heavily and reading what the experts should say and doing the, you know, eating peanut butter sandwiches like three hours before a race or whatever, you know, when I was running all the time and trying to follow all that exact nutrition knowledge. And then when we decided to shift nutrition together, I did the research on what should we eat? And then she did the cooking. It was amazing because then every single day when we'd sit together, we would talk about, I would talk about why I like these different foods that she's making. And she would talk about why she loves making these foods. And so it was this beautiful uh, co-creation of our new life, essentially. So when you have someone like that, I mean, the importance of your environment is, environment is destiny, is what a few of my mentors have said. The people around you shape your destiny. You're the average of the five people you hang out with most. My wife and I spend all our time together. We have ever since we met. Like, we just spend all our time together. We're best friends. We love hanging out. We like have lived together on our own as nomads for the last year and change. And we love being alone by ourselves with just each other because we have so much control of our environment in that way. So because we made this change together, we can hold each other accountable. I can say, or actually she said this morning, hey, I'm letting you know I'm not going to eat till dinner because I just know that my body needs a little reset. So she gets to have that accountability. So she starts digging in the fridge, I can be like, hey, what's going on? You said you didn't want to do that. If you still want to, you have a good reason to, then I'm not going to stop you. But I got to remind you that you said you're not eating till dinner. And I can do the same thing. I'll say, hey, Nikki, I'm, uh, I'm not feeling great today. I know I need to fast and I really don't want to. So can you help me remember that I'm fasting till dinner? And so we can have that conversation. We eat great together. When we go out to restaurants, we ask questions of the waiter for the other person. So I can say, oh, wait, uh, can we double check that there's no dairy on, on her food? Because maybe she forgot to ask. More commonly, it's me that forgets to ask and she reminds the waiter, but you know, I want to I feel like I'm contributing here. So that's uh, it, we get to work off each other on that regularly. So when we made these changes together, we lost a combined total of 115 pounds about. So I lost about 85, she lost about 30, and she's a foot shorter than me. She's like five foot one. So she... 30 pounds on someone who's five foot one is a lot. So proportionally, it's probably about the same as what I lost, you know, um, and being able to do that together, it strengthened our relationship fantastically as well, which is huge because you got to learn to communicate more effectively. And if you both are having a sugar detox at the same time, that gets pretty grumpy. And so you've got to learn how to navigate that effectively. So that was a big piece of the puzzle. And, uh, and one Piece as well that I'd love to touch on. If anybody is a couple out there that hasn't made the nutritional shift yet, or just the health and lifestyle shift, when we decided to make this change together, our relationship was not that great at the moment. Like it was fine, but it was we were kind of in that space of like being roommates instead of really, you know, being together. Together is what it felt like, and we've decided to okay, we're going to take care of our nutrition. Let's lose some weight. Let's get healthy. Within two weeks, unbelievable significant change in our own personal levels of happiness because our bodies were literally able to produce serotonin and dopamine, oxytocin at a higher level because we weren't tamping those down with inflammation. And because of that, we were so much happier to be next to each other. I remember in the middle of the night one night, like she just rolled over and like cuddled me, which we hadn't cuddled in the middle of the night in bed in a long time. And it seems small, but for and anybody else out there who's been in a rough patch in a relationship, you know how much those little moments mean. She was asleep. She didn't even know. I don't think I even told her about it for another year that how much that meant to me. And that means that it was a subconscious change. It was a, and it only was the nutrition that we changed that made her literally want to love me in her sleep. And it, it's, man, like I can't ever stop evangelizing the difference in nutrition and mindset that you get. So the tactics, the nutrition that you use actually shifts your mindset as well, shifts your happiness, shifts everything about you by just eating good food. So man, yeah, life is awesome. My wife is awesome. Uh, And uh, I I couldn't be me without her. So
0: I love your story, man. Uh, I mean, I want to just mention one thing that you said uh, about the, uh, the importance that I uh, this is what I at least heard the importance of uh, sometimes you might just change one thing one like nutritional principles or something like that and it's like just health you might think oh just like health a lot of the people thinking hey I want to make money hey I want to improve relationship hey i want to this and that but they don't realize that it's all balance when your emotional state is great your health is great when your health is great your relationship is great now you have more energy to play with your kids or to start making them right or to have this energy to go and travel or to use this energy to build the business or to go on the career. So it's all balanced. So that's what I'm trying to uh, always share with the people as well that I found for myself. I'm big on the self-development and so do you. I know that. We already kind of touched on that in different areas. And I really, really like that point that you made that just changing a little bit nutrition, a little bit uh, health part of yourself and you found yourself and your wife in a completely different relationship over the week already. It doesn't supposed to be this huge changes sometimes just small changes here and there and then your relationship got better and then you see your emotion got better I mean it's actually was the opposite it actually works both way when your emotions got better your relationship got better then your relationship got better then you feel better right and then your business better all of a sudden or career whatever the case might be your mission your passion it's just basically a spoil a spills uh, over uh, and have this viral effect to go to another areas of your life and I absolutely love it now i wanna I wanna uh, ask, I want to actually get clear on what is your general day? What is Rusty Osborne uh, day in terms of rut- uh, routine? morning, routine, evening routine, daily routine. What is your day?
1: You got it. Yeah, this is fun. and i I continually kind of shift a little bit here and there, but I found one that works really well for me right now. and uh, and routines should change as your needs change right there are certain things that work well pretty consistently but sometimes you need to add more recovery sometimes you need to add more stress so which routine is going to be best and then allowing flexibility in that i think is really powerful too so my current routines let's call it a normal weekday uh i wake up at 5 a.m every day no matter what and first thing i do is well after i put on some clothes and take a leak then i go out and i do a, a little bit of movement so right now i'm using the five tibetan rites And that's something I learned from Ben Greenfield. So it's essentially a yoga flow, gets your energies uh, flowing a little better and theoretically aligns chakras or some shit. I don't know. But (laughs) I know that I feel good and energized when I do it. I don't know what the the, uh, science behind it is necessarily. And I don't really care as long as it feels great right now. Um, And so I start with that and that takes me about 15 minutes. While I'm doing that, I've got a hydrogen water generator that's uh, bumping up some hydrogen water. So right when I finish that, I chug some hydrogen water And I go into my journaling, which we talked about earlier. So writing up my fears, getting in deep as dark as I can with those. Then my gratitudes, my brags, and my goals. What am I envisioning? And not just what am I envisioning, but why? Right? Because we need to tie that why to it and tie emotion to it. So uh, we learn through emotion and repetition. So I'm putting in the reps every single day on this. And I'm tying as much emotion as I can to it. So that way I can make these changes as quickly as possible and stick with them. So after that i go into my meditation which right now i'm doing uh, guided visualizations through a brand called to be magnetic and it helps you walk through a bunch of different uh just mindset junk and so i found that to be helpful i personally wouldn't recommend it to anyone who hasn't done deep mindset work with a coach before because i think that there's a foundation that i needed before i could walk myself through that program effectively so um if you Aren't, haven't done deep mindset work with a coach yet, I would say get a coach or just start meditating and get into meditation on that. And you'll start to really get in touch with the, the feelings and things that you want to dig through on a guided visualization meditation like that. So after that, I dive into skill building of some sort. And that's my most important thing every day. So by 6.30 a.m., I'm, uh, I'm working on how can I be a better coach? How can I be a better team member? How can I be uh, what skills do I need this week and how can I build them? So for example, this morning, I was making sure that my mouth was working effectively because I knew I was going to talk to you today. So I was running through the questions that I ask a lot of my clients. So when, that, when I have a client call, I can get the question off of my face effectively. And then when I was on here, my mouth would work and I'm not going to stumble over myself over and over. So that's a skill. What questions are effective and then practice them till they're muscle memory. So that way I don't need to think It'll flow out when it's the right time for that question. So a lot of my skill building right now is based on what questions are going to be most effective for my clients and people that want to be my clients when I'm determining if they're a good fit. So and it's, it's a lot of questions that we've already talked about today too. Like, why do you want this? Why is now the right time to change? Uh, is why, what would prevent you from taking action right now? Because we've got to take action all the time. What is your why? What is the purpose here? What's, what's going to happen if you don't make this change? What happens if you do? So having all these questions just ready to go. That's my skill building session at 6.30. And then I'm into work. So I work uh, normally about 7 to 4. And however that works, it looks, it just depends on the things that I need to get done for that day. But I try and keep it as minimal as possible so I'm not task switching. Because multitasking doesn't work. So if we can have one chunk of, I'm going to be talking to people over emails, texts, and maybe some short phone calls, but it's more uh, shallow conversations just to get the ball rolling, then that's going to be one chunk. As opposed to having deep conversations, whether it's consultations or coaching calls, I would rather have one block for that where my brain can be in that zone. And then I can take a break for lunch around noon. I'll have a fantastic lunch that Nikki makes for me. I'm so spoiled. I just get to walk out and there's beautiful food waiting for me. And then I'll do my second meditation of the day. And then I dive into work for another three hours and that I do my best to have as one block as well. So I can have work as just three blocks instead of like email, then this thing, and then I'm scattered over here, and then I got to make this call and then I got to do this thing. And then, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed and scattered and anxious. And where did the day go? So we try and keep it as simple as possible. And once that's over, then I'll go hit the gym. Uh, and right now I'm working with a, I've got a trainer in Illinois who's sending me workouts. He's badass. His name is Mike Sell. He's a, uh, wow, man, he knows what he's doing. When you want crazy great programming, it's, no, there's nothing like having someone that really knows what they're talking about. So even for me, like I know how to program workouts, but I outsource that because it's work. <laughs> it's, that's something I don't feel like thinking about. So that gets in my day. So I'll hit the gym. I come home and have dinner with Nikki. Fantastic, big, beautiful meal of organic fru- uh, organic vegetables, meats, good quality fats. I normally have dessert because I love desserts. So right now we've got pumpkin muffins in the fridge. Oh, dude, way too good. And then, uh, God, I love food. It's so good. I can't stop thinking about food a lot of the time. So maybe I'm still addicted, but I'm okay with it. My life is good. Uh, And after that, then I'll start my wind-down routine uh, where I'll be foam rolling and mobilizing my body so I'm getting the the recovery aspect really in line, which is going to help me breathe deeper and wind down effectively for nighttime. I'll do journaling for another 20 minutes normally is what it takes. And so I'll go through... What went well today i 'll brain dump and just get any other subconscious crap out of my brain again so I can sleep effectively and not be ruminating on all that stuff while i 'm asleep i 'll uh, walk through what is my day going to be tomorrow, how can I make sure i 'm performing optimally? Uh, how can I be more prepared? Who do I need to connect with, and how can I do that effectively and once i 've gone through that journaling, then i 'll probably read a book for a little bit until i 'm about to pass out and then uh, and I've got a red light on in the room, so the only light in there is red. And so I'm reading along with the, the, everything's just red in there. So I sleep really quickly, deeply, and effectively once I do fall asleep there. And that's normally about 9, 9.30. Then I wake up at 5 and do it all over again. So very structured, but it took a long time to build that structure. So always tweaking and, and optimizing. And the questions that I have in my journaling are also reviewing and reflecting on what went well and what didn't go well. So that way, if a routine isn't sticking, I've got it in my routine to review my routines. So that way it's a consistent uh, honing of the practice to make sure I'm always optimizing my energy, my practices, my skills, my ways of connecting and uh, just being the best me I can be. So, so that's my day to day. That's what I do. And then Friday nights, we go out for dinner and I'll have Thai food or tacos and it's delicious. so, <laughs> that's pretty much it
0: man that's awesome i mean i want to just share really quick that like 90 percent of what you said is so similar to what i'm doing in my routine <laughs> and i noticed you have those blocks you very focused on one thing or when you set up your time this is for business for clients you want to be play, playing full out this is my morning routine i want to take care of my body. that's what you do uh, that's what usually that's what I found for myself. And again, I've been doing this self development and structuring my day and improving this and finding the good in everything and finding the joy in every exercise or whatever, for so many years, and that uh, I also make those blocks where I actually alternate. For example, I do work out, I train my muscles, right? Then I do some meditation, I train my mind, then I read a book, I train my brain, for example, sometimes something can be actually uh, combine together of something like you go for a run and you can do your incantation. I mean, affirmations, right? You can train your mindset or you can uh, do some some other emotional training or visualization. I Sometimes I just run and I meditate. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's crazy for some people what I visualize and i try trying to link these emotions to that. So I train my mind. I train my emotions. I train my body at the same time. It's usually when just this morning routine happens, but I also noticed that you have at the evening, you also have those times when you uh, not just having fun and having rest, but you also having time with yourself. You have your uh, personal time with yourself in the morning, first thing in the morning when you do some stretching you do some journaling that's exactly you do a lot of inner work and then before go to sleep you also have this portion where in between of the day, uh, in the middle of the day mostly it would be let's say workout or uh, it would be spending time with your wife a little bit here and there maybe at evening and you might have the again clients and things like that and since we touched on clients i i want to ask uh really quick uh what's the main obstacle what's the main problem you've encountered for your clients or just for people that you met uh, in general Uh, in terms of not losing just weight, but actually maintain the result. Because we both know that losing weight is simple. It's very, very simple. But to maintain your result, to lose it and keep it off lifelong or at least long term, it's a completely different game. So what the main obstacles you found inner or, or, I don't know, it can be mental or just strategy. People use the wrong strategy or the wrong uh, mindset around that. Uh, Can you share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to clients deciding to make a change, right? So when people first come to me saying, I think I'm ready, I want to lose this weight. Normally we work with people who have 50, 80, 100, 150 pounds to lose. So making that decision is big. And if they're not actually ready to take action, if they haven't really made that decision and they're not ready to change, that's obstacle number one. You have to be ready. Or maybe you don't even have to be ready, but you have to be willing to be ready right? We can help you shift the mindset so that way you are saying, yeah, hell yeah, now is the time. I got to do it now. But without that bit of urgency and necessity, you're not going to make the change. So step one is the decision. We've got to decide that I'm changing no matter what. And then even as I'm working with clients, they'll hit a plateau or a hurdle and I'll say essentially, okay, how bad do you want the results that are on the other side of this obstacle? And if you're not ready to put in the work, if you're not ready to make the change at the next level, you probably won't get that result. So it does come down to being an action taker and deciding that you deserve the best. You do, everybody that's listening, you're a beautiful human. You deserve to have an amazing life. You absolutely deserve it. But subconsciously, you may not feel that way. So we've got to get that work in there. So you deserve and you know that you deserve the change. So that way you will take action. So that's number one, got to be an action taker, got to make it happen. And that includes when we talk about weight maintenance, it's still action. We we have discipline that needs to be in place. It's the daily decision to still eat the good food, to still go for my walk, to still, uh, you know, make sure that I'm caring for myself, doing my mindset work. And that would probably be the, the other tactic that people let falter most often is the mindset component. If you fall off the mindset work, then you're gonna fall back into old patterns. Because think of how many years you've spent building up these old habits and patterns that made you fat. Well, we just made this change over the last, let's say it's been a week, two weeks, three months, two years. Well, if you're 40 years old, and you've been at this for two years, that means you have got 38 years of past programming that's going to come back if we're not consistently doing the mindset work. So the journaling, uh, which I mean, journaling is for me, right? Other people have different forms that work for them. Find what works for you. But keep the mindset, the self-reflection, the inner work going. Because otherwise, you're, your awareness of what you need and what you deserve in life is going to fall apart and you're going to end up in the drive-thru of McDonald's again, right? So the mindset, the mindset, the mindset is the biggest thing. Why are you an action taker? Why do you deserve to keep these changes? And who do you want to be and how are you going to get there? So that is, and it it sounds a little bit woo-woo and not tactical. Like, no, man, this is tactics. (laughs) Sit down with an effing journal and a pen every day and write this shit down. That is a tactic. It is the number one way that I've seen people make a change and keep it and continually improve their systems and processes in every single area of life. So I, I don't see anything else more foundational than, uh, than a real mindset practice. And if you're having trouble doing that and sticking to it, but you know you want it, hire someone. I told you, I hired a coach for a reason. I spend like 30 grand a year on coaches because they keep me on my game. I don't want to let them down. There's days where I'm willing to let myself down, but I won't let them down. So I'll keep my disciplines going. So that's, that's my habits, my hacks for getting anything done is man, get, hold yourself accountable the best you can do your mindset work every day. Keep your disciplines, build discipline as a muscle, and then help get someone to hold you accountable. So a wife or, or, a someone that a good friend that will actually have the real deep conversations or pay a coach paying coaches is awesome it's not just because i'm a coach that i say that it's because coaching changed my life and keeps me on my game and continually accelerates me so it's from the bottom of my heart that i'm saying that i don't even care who you coach with i mean i do care i want you to work with someone good but (laughs) just get the results do whatever it takes
0: thank you man i appreciate your uh, this conversation and we're a little bit bs in this uh in these things because we're both coaches, but I really, really uh, understand the power of it. I'm coaching people, but every coach in the planet, even the best coach in the earth, Tony Robbins, that I believe the best coach in the earth in so many areas, even he has a lot of coaches in different areas, right? With one of them, he's working out, another one nutritional, another one for stretching, another one for business, another one, another one meditation, whatever, whatever. So I do believe one of the best way you can shortcut and get the uh, stuff done, and get this accountability and the best strategies, of course, and the mindset is by hiring the coach. But again, this doesn't work for everybody. It does take time. It does take a lot more investment compared to the just buying some course or the group coaching or, for example, just, uh, but but you can start small. You can start just by tuning to to Rusty's podcast, to my podcast, to all the people and just listen. Sorry, not just listen. I want to change it right away. Listen Uh and apply apply right away. That's what I think that I've learned from you again. uh, And that's what I preach. Uh, every single day that you got to learn and you're going to start taking action right now, even if it's some small actions, but you got to build those systems slowly and with the focus, with the right reasons, the, the right, why uh, the pain and the pleasure, the everything that we've talked today, if you really set right now, pause this podcast or at the end of the podcast and you pause and you start uh you you can actually rewind and listen uh, Rusty talking again and again. So you can actually build your systems uh, in place. You can add meditations, you can add this and that. There is many things, there is many tactics, but the mindset, it will be the key that will make you sustain the changes that you make. Because remember, we want to make lasting changes. We don't want to just lose weight. I believe the most of the people who tune in right now to us already lost lost fat and weight so many times and it's not why you're here we're here to create lasting changes healthy changes so obviously focusing on your nutrition on your exercise routine uh, but slowly adding up those things and uh, fantastic talk fantastic mindset talk Uh, i'm very very big on that as well Uh, i didn't even know you are so huge on that rusty i mean i'm so happy to having you on the show and you know what Uh, where people can find you where our listeners and viewers can find more about you
1: absolutely and thanks for having me on too man i really appreciate it and we've got so much that we're each bringing to the table on these same aspects that we know creates permanent change so i'm so glad that we get to do this together uh so where you can find me podcast is called losing weight type in losing weight with rusty osborne i'm right there it's a big orange picture with me screaming into a broccoli so (laughs) that's step one uh step two instagram is where we have most of our content outside of the podcast so the coach rusty and like i mentioned earlier my wife's page at oh it's nikki like oh it's nikki that's how you spell it uh that's for the recipes and she's tagged on a lot of my content as well so you can always find her through there so that's where uh that's where i would send everybody i am on facebook make me a friend or linkedin wherever wherever you want to find me go there RustyAlsborn.com is the website But uh, I'd love if you checked out the podcast because I'm doing my best to bring the absolute best uh, motivation tactics, tricks that can help you lose weight and keep it off. So uh, check that out, get on Instagram. And hell, reach out to me. If you need help, reach out to me or Alex. We're helpers. It's what we do. And if you're not the best fit to work with us specifically or if the problems you're facing aren't something that we're experts in, we know people that are experts. So I know it takes courage and it's not easy to ask for help. But if you don't, you don't get unstuck. So if you're stuck or struggling in any way, if it's your fat, if it's the relationship, if it's your finances, whatever, if it's your business, just reach out and ask for help because there's people ready and willing to help you that are experts that can get your results very quickly and very sustainably. So that's uh, that's my last thing I'll throw out there. Let's be action takers. Last two cents. Yes. Courageous action taking is what gets us places.
0: Thank you so much Rusty. I mean, I'm so happy that you came to the show and I'm looking forward to our next episode. I'm I'm, hope, I'm hoping we can uh, film one more someday in the near future, right? Absolutely. We're going to make it happen. Let's keep it going. Let's keep <laughs> it rolling. Now, for those of you who want to work with me directly on your healthy weight loss journey, who need more personal touch, who need or who want to me holding your hand in helping you with fasting, with keto, nutrition, exercises, whatever the case might be. And the most importantly, with accountability and the mindset help. If you want to not only lose weight, but actually keep it off for life, then I have a special one-on-one body mastery coaching program where I personally help my clients to reach their body of their dreams while getting energized, getting healthier, and happier in a healthy and sustainable way, which is the most important. Now, I make custom-tailored meal plans, fasting and exercise regimen if necessary. We have daily accountability check-ins, weekly video Zoom calls with me personally, and lots more. So, to find out more about this one-on-one body mastery coaching program and to book a free strategy call with me personally, go to my website at biohackbody.com. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or receive any value, then I'd love you to leave an honest review on iTunes. It does help a little bit to spread my word out so this podcast can reach more people, so we can help as many people as we possibly can to master their bodies and improve lives for the good. And don't forget to subscribe to the Body Mastery Podcast with Alex Yegorov for future episodes. I see you there.